Wow, it feels good in here. <clears throat> feels like a whole bunch of people love Jesus in here. <laughs> feels like the the life of God is pumping in this place. <clears throat> Does anybody in here besides me just love the presence of God? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. <clears throat> Aren't you glad that Jesus is just in the business of making all things new? <clears throat> Thank you, Father. That God is getting ready to do a new thing in our midst. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. I, I just have a real um, expectancy in my spirit for what God wants to do tonight. I feel like there's a... Um, uh, just, just a real launching um, for for his children, his sons and daughters, into just grabbing a hold of the fullness of of what God has for us. The people just won't be afraid to to run after what God has, because we can say that God touched me, and that we're that we're moving in this place of realizing that God loves us so much that He's such a good Father. How many people believe that he's a good father? That we're believing that he's a good father to the point we realize that he's not looking for our perfection. He's just looking for our surrender. Thank you, Father. Anyone here besides me glad that the Bible never calls us experts? But God does call us children. And in fact, the Bible, Matthew 18, Jesus says that we need to be converted to become like children to inherit the kingdom. Anybody want more of the kingdom? Thank you, Jesus. So God is actually taking the pressure off. He's coming in His goodness, and He's taking the pressure off, and He's reminding us, I don't need your perfection. I need your surrender. I need your relationship. I need your affection. Thank you, Jesus. He's a good God. Amen. We've seen God do some... (laughs) Out of the mouth of babes. (laughs) Come on. Thank you, Jesus. That's childlike right there in action. Thank you, Jesus. We've seen God do so much really amazing stuff. Seeing God, we've seen God just move in phenomenal capacities, ways in nations all over the world, but not because, not because, based on how good we are. Wait for the punchline. <laughs> but uh, not not based on how good we are, based on how good He is. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I actually didn't tell um, yesterday on on Saturday every year when we do this. We have a gathering for medical professionals that just want to see Jesus come in their sphere of influence, uh, in in the medical profession, and doctors and nurses and therapists and all gather together. So yesterday we had seventy gathered, and man, the testimonies that they started with were phenomenal. He's talking about. King Jesus showing up in their workplace, showing up in hospitals, in in teaching hospitals. <laughs> I don't know if you've realized this yet, but there's no place that Jesus doesn't think he belongs. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> it's just, just a thought. <laughs> it's phenomenal. But, but I, most years I usually tell this group because I'm just so humbled by all that God has, has just done in my life. That, you know, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. But God got me with His goodness. And sometimes His goodness is enough. Thank you, Jesus. And, uh, and you know, one of the ways He's just displayed His goodness is allowing me to partner with, with, with Pete here and just to, to empower and equip medical professionals to see the supernatural invade their environment. Whoa! That's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and <clears throat> you know, the amazing thing is that I don't, I have zero qualifications in medicine whatsoever. <laughs> and I remember, you know, I don't know, year four or five of, of doing that, whatever it was, it hit me. I'm like, I can't believe that I get to stand up here and talk to all these doctors. Wow. About Jesus. <laughs> well, aren't you glad that Jesus didn't just pull us out of darkness? That he also put us into his marvelous light. That Jesus didn't pull us out of darkness and leave us on the banks of darkness. Just dirty and broken. Just wearing rags and broken chains. Come on. That Jesus pulled us out of darkness and. Say and. And he put us into his marvelous light. Come on. Thank you Jesus. I didn't, I didn't grow up in a Christian home like Jesus touched me in my early 20s and he pulled me out of darkness and whoa, it was amazing. He gave his light and his love to me and it changed everything. But before his goodness came, you know, I was, I was hanging out in the, in the darkness. I was like doing the backstroke in the dark pool over there, you know. But his goodness... And now I've, I've ministered in like, oh, I've lost count, over, over 22 nations and just seen God, seen people get out of wheelchairs, seen blind eyes open, tumors dissolve, metal disappear. <laughs> and so a couple years ago, I just was hit with the fact, I'm like, I can't believe I'm standing here talking to all these doctors about the goodness of Jesus and equipping them to move in the supernatural. I'm like, I've got no qualification for this. I'm like, I don't have medical training. I did go to, I did go to university. I have a degree in recreation and leisure services. <laughs> Technically, I'm qualified to have fun. LAUGHTER but aren't you glad that the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit? Thank you, Father. <clears throat> he's, he's calling us not to be experts, but to trust Him like children. We've seen God do so many amazing things. A couple of years ago, we, uh, I was praying... And I was like, I was praying one time and I was asking God, I started asking God this question. I said, God, what does, what does fresh faith for me look like? Because, you know, I shared, uh, I've ministered all over the world and started the healing rooms back at our church that grew 600 volunteers and 
200 people every Saturday come through for prayer and miracles happen on a regular basis. Like, ama- like really amazing things. Like awesome, incredible. I could pinch myself and I do often. <laughs> but, I, but you know, you, you fast forward a couple of years and I was like, God, this is amazing. But God, I don't want to just do what, I, what I, I'm comfortable with. God, I got into this place because I leaned into you where I had to trust. I had to lean into you where I didn't know what was going to happen next. I just knew you were good. And that's what brought me into this realm of breakthrough. So I'm like, oh, God, don't let me get comfortable. So I said this. I said, God, what does, what does fresh faith for me in this season look like? <laughs> I like you. And, um, and God... And God uh, and God said, I want you to start preaching crusades in Latin America. Now, the, <laughs> when God says crusades, I'm like, first thing I think is Reinhard Bonnke, you know? Half a million people, a million people. And I'm like, and I, I'm like, Jesus, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> oh, you've heard this one before. All right. Um, and, and so... And so I go on this little rant, this little tangent, and like, so really clearly, God's like, I want you to start preaching crusades in Latin America. And I was like, God, I don't know how to do that. Like, God, like a million people. I'm like, I don't know. Who's the first person I would call? I don't know how to raise money for that. I don't know how to get equipment for that. I don't know how to get property for that. I don't know how to do any of that. And I go on this whole tangent, like, God, I don't know how to do that. And has God ever just talked to you in that, like, I mean, you know, he's just got that really fatherly voice. And so he lets me go on this tangent like a good father would. And when I'm done, he just kind of, I could feel him lean in. He goes, I'm like, God, I don't know how to do that. And he he goes, isn't that what you just asked me for? (laughs) And... uh, Oh, like, oh, oh, right, oh, right, God, right. <clears throat> Haven't you ever figured out he's usually right? <laughs> this side of the room's not sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, he's such a good father. And so I, I told them, I said, God, okay, I, I don't know how this is going to happen. How many people know that that's a good place to be in? Why? Because he doesn't call us experts. He calls us children. Thank you, Jesus. And so I said, God, I have no idea how this is going to happen, but I say yes in my heart anyway. I say, God, you spoke it, so I receive it. I say, yes, however you want to do this, I'm going to steward this in my heart. And uh, six months or so are go- passing, and, and I just would bring it up with the Lord periodically, pretty often in prayer, and be like, God, you said this. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I give it to you. I trust you. You're good. So six months go by, and I'm, I'm hanging out with the Lord. I'm just having some prayer time again, and my phone rings. And I, and I you know, I don't, wouldn't normally answer my phone, but I happen to look over, and it's this uh, missionary friend of mine. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, I haven't talked to him in a while. Let me see what he's up to. So I pick up the phone, and I'm like, hello, what's happening? And he's like, hey, uh, he's like, I am, I'm in Colombia right now. And I just got out of a meeting with a, 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 a regional uh, pastors association meeting of all these pastors in Colombia. And they told me that they felt from the Lord that they were supposed to host a crusade for the region. And specifically, somebody from Bethel Church was supposed to preach the crusade. And he said to me, are you interested? 
I said, I don't know. Let me think about it. <laughs> uh, I'm like, okay. I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, this is, this, this is that. And, and I said, yes, absolutely. I'm interested. God already spoke to me about this. And, and so we go down there, obviously fast forwarding. We, we go down there. We take a team of 43 people with us. And we go and, and we, we have this crusade. And honestly, we have a lot of trust that he's a good God. But other than organizing the location and stuff, we didn't have like a major plan, you know. The local pastors were doing some stuff, but we, like we didn't have this great plan. But we arrived on the scene and this Christian um, radio station, you know, knew about what we were doing. So they invited us to come in. And they're like, hey, can you come in? Uh, and share for five minutes about, you know, the event coming up. And so we said, okay. So we showed up in the, uh, at, the, at the radio station, and when they invited us into the booth, there was only one problem, that when we went in, when we went in, God went in with us. <laughs> and so about four minutes into our time in the booth, the, la- the lady DJ's back gets healed. She's like, oh my goodness, what just happened? I have, I have no pain in my back. And she's like standing up. She's testifying over the radio. Jesus just healed my back. Whatever these guys are carrying, it works. Jesus just healed my back. Now that, because of that moment, that 10 minutes long, five other radio stations invited us to come, share on their station, and it just kept going, going, going until the last one was the largest secular pop station in the state (laughs) did you hear me say secular did you hear me say largest pop like rock hip-hop pop station in the in the state that we were in and they invited us to come in not for 10 minutes and not even for an interview they just heard all this stuff. They were listening to the other interviews and the stuff, and they heard about all this. This is what, when we showed up, they're like, hey, okay, you got an hour. And we're like, okay, this is awesome. And they said, here's the booth. They showed us how to use the mics, and they're like, here's the booth. Go for it. There wasn't even anybody else in there. They gave us an hour to preach the gospel on the secular pop radio station. Somebody say, come on, Jesus. I'm about to get myself happy. <laughs> so we, we're doing all this. And the, and the largest newspaper in, that services the whole state hears about some of this. So I get a call from the newspaper. And the guy's like, hey, we hear you're in the area. We hear like, so there's some God activity happening. Like, we'd like to interview you about this, this crusade coming up. And, and I'm like, okay. They're like, why don't you come down to the newspaper? And, uh, and I was like, okay. They're like, bring whoever you have with you. And I'm like, okay. Of course, I don't think they knew we had 43 people with us. And we, we literally show up in a bus, you know. And there's like three or four of the, there, you know, their staff outside waiting for us, you know, to greet us when we pull up, but we pull up on this bus and their face like, oh, we're piling out of the bus, right? And they're like, okay, well, uh, you're welcome. And, uh, 
let us give you a tour of the paper before we start the interview. And we're like, okay. And so they start touring us around. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Sometimes he just chooses to touch me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It just got really hot in here. Um, so he, they're touring us around the newspaper, but the only problem is that when we went into the newspaper, that Jesus went with us. <laughs> and the tour turned into a revival service. Like our team started, they're just po- walking by employees saying hi, but then they'd get a word of knowledge, a prophetic word. Next thing you know, the newspaper, the entire newspaper shuts down for two hours. The entire place, like work stops for two hours because our team is just like, and with people prophesying over here and people getting healed over here, God breaking out over here. And the funny thing was that they're all, they're all reporters, right? And so like somebody get a prophetic word and they're crying, but their friends got their notepad out and their recorder and they're like writing it all down for them. And then like they would switch and it was like, (laughs) it was, it was, it was amazing. It was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, the next, the next day, um, on the, on the cover of the newspaper is a, is a, uh, our picture, the picture of our team visiting them is on the cover of the newspaper with a, a big article endorsing the crusade. On the cover, the front page of the newspaper endorsing the crusade saying, um, we, we, we can endorse these people. We know what they're carrying is genuine. <laughs> because it happened here. And they start, they give their own testimonies in the article. It's crazy. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> wow. He doesn't call us experts. He calls us children. And, uh, we, we had, we had, uh, over 1200 salvations in, uh, in four days. And, uh, Jesus showed up. But I tell you, as much stuff happened outside of the stadium as it did in the stadium. And uh, it was, it was, you know, our team would just go to lunch and like little spontaneous mini crusades would break out everywhere. To the point they were at this, they were, they went down to this park and they started praying for people in this park and miracles started breaking out. And this whole crowd gathered around at the park and um and uh, there happened to be the the television station down the street filming something else the news station and they saw this crowd of people at the park so they thought to themselves let's let's go down here and see what's going on so they stumble upon this spontaneous crusade and they film they get on film this person who had just got born again Right, so they do altar calls, and people are coming forward, people are getting saved. This this guy comes forward, and he just gets born again, right? So he's he's all of two or three minutes old in the Lord, and somebody else comes up next to him and 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 asks for prayer because they're deaf. And so whoever was was whoever on the team was was doing it said, "Hey, you now have Jesus in you. Why don't you pray for them?" 
<laughs> Three minutes old in Jesus. Three minutes old. And they turn around and pray and the person's deaf ears pop open. Come on, Jesus. They put, they put a five-minute clip of that on the nightly news. <laughs> Did I mention that, that we had no plan? <laughs> Did I mention that when God first spoke to me, said, I want you to do crusades, my first response is, I don't know how to do that. I don't know the first thing to do, the first person to call, the first thing to plan. But aren't you glad that he's the father and we're the children? So my favorite, my favorite um, moment from that, from that trip was this, that um, a couple of the team, they went out, they were, they were going to go get lunch, I think. And uh, there was three of them and um, they were all super young. And uh, one of them was uh, this, she's came from a church in, uh, in Florida that we're friends with. And she's like 24 years old, little blonde, feisty little blonde girl. But uh, they're going, walking down to look for lunch. And they happen to walk past the police academy as they're going to lunch. And they thought to themselves, hmm, I wonder what could happen if we go in there. And so this little girl is like leading the pack. She's like, well, let's do it. Let's just find out what happens. So she's like, come on. She tells the other two guys. So they go inside the police academy. And they walk up to the guy behind the desk. And they said, hi, um, we're here from America. We're just in your city loving on people in the name of Jesus. And we just want to know if there's anybody here that we could love on in the name of Jesus. The guy looks at him real strange. And he goes, hold on. And he gets up and he walks off. And they're like just left standing there like, did we do something wrong? I don't know what's happening right now. And he comes back with the police captain. He comes back with the captain. And the captain's like, can I help you? And so again, she's like, uh, yeah, um, we're here from America in your city, loving on people in the name of Jesus. Is there anybody here that uh, we could love on in the name of Jesus? And he looks at her real strange and goes, hold on, and walks off. <laughs> and so now they're left standing there again, and they're like, are they going to come back and arrest us? Like, what is happening right now? So they're, they're, they're just there. The people are gone for a while, and then he shows back up, the captain, and all he says is, come with me. And they're like, okay. So they're like going deeper into the police academy, and they come all the way through the buildings out into this dirt, big dirt courtyard. And he's got, he's got 200 police officers, cadets in training, standing at attention. <laughs> standing at attention. And he looks at them and he goes, all right, you have 45 minutes to preach the gospel. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Somebody say, come on, Jesus. <laughs> Did I mention we had no plan? <laughs> and they get to pre they get to preach the gospel and, and she just goes for it. She just like talks about the Holy Spirit inviting invading lives and the love of the Father coming and, and literally the love of God falls 
on these, on these police officers, these cadets, so much so God falls on them that grown men that are there standing in attention, in training, can't take it anymore, and they fall to their knees and on their faces and they're weeping in the dirt. <laughs> over, over half the group gives their life to Jesus. I don't know about you, but I think that that one act could potentially have more impact on the future of that city than even the crusade. Shika Baba. <laughs> he doesn't call us experts, he calls us children. Lance is, Lance, um, this is Lance Phillips, he came with me um, from Austin. He has a, um, a campus ministry on the university there. And, uh, and has become a good friend of ours and is amazing, uh, equipping and raising up leaders. So he's got a testimony he was sharing with me, uh, about some students moving in faith. Yeah. Well, uh, I work on universities in America, mainly public universities. And, you know, we have this thing where it's separation of church and state. And so, uh, what's that supposed to mean is it's supposed to be a hard place for Jesus to go. Separation of church and state. And I came into the kingdom, and, and I feel like there's some people here tonight that, that were in a similar place where I was coming into church. You know, I, I'd never had an encounter with the Lord. And so none of this made sense to me until God encountered me. You know that one of the one of Jesus's names is jealous, jealous. And I, I, I begin to press into the Lord. Why is one of your names jealous, jealous? Why are you so jealous for us? And I began to realize, God, you better be jealous for us, because sin is so destructive. Proverbs says sin lies to us so that it can lie to us. And so God, is He's so passionate. It says that He has fire in His eyes. And so this, this got into our students. It's in me. And so we have a bunch of fiery students that have been encountered by the Lord. And so... A bunch of our students, you know, they, they just began praying for, for their friends that hadn't, haven't encountered the Lord yet. And so some of our students were telling me about this one guy who'd never been to church, you know, was, was against kind of anti-God, but they, they wanted to be this guy's friend, and they were in a class together, and they would pray for the guy, God, encounter this kid. God, encounter this kid. And so one day, this group of students comes up to me, and they're just so excited. And I'm like, what's going on? And they go, you know, Colin, I think his name is Colin. Colin broke his leg. And I was like, okay. And they're like, and Jonathan pulled him out of his wheelchair. And I'm like, okay, keep going. But at the end of class, this kid, one of our students, was just so overcome by God. And God's desire for Colin that at the end of class they're walking with them and, and he grabs his hand 
And he pulls him, and he's got a, a broken leg, and he's fixing to have to have surgery. And our student, just so full of faith, God speaks to him, grab Colin and pull him out of his wheelchair. And he goes, oh, oh. And he starts walking. He's like, what just happened to me? What just happened to me? And they're like, Jesus healed you. He's like, whoa. And he gets back. He, he gets back in his chair, wheelchair, and starts rolling off. And he's like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm healed. And he, he picks up his wheelchair and walks back. And I was like, so did the guy get saved? And they're like, no. But they continued to pray for him to be encountered by the Lord. And that was, uh, I believe, in January, uh, Easter, Sunday, April, Colin shows up in our church service on campus. And he goes, at the end of the fall, like, so... Uh, September to January is the fall semester. He he was a, a pre med, and he goes, he goes. I don't believe in God, and I felt like pre med that that major was helping me to continue to not believe in God. And I was I, I was like, I think I believe in God now. I don't know who God is, but he he changed his whole major, and he comes to our service and he encounters God. And he just gets radically saved. Wow. I'm going to tell you, miracles are a big deal. Come on. Not just that our bodies get whole, but that we encounter the Lord. Come on. I believe there's people here tonight, that testimony is for you. Mm. Jesus on. wants to encounter us, so get your hearts ready. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Just say, good father. How many people just believe that that our good father is in the room right now? He's a good father. And I believe that our, our good father wants to breathe on us newness of life. Whew. Wow, I felt that. Um, newness of life tonight. In Jesus' name. If that sounds good to you, say, come on, Jesus. We're actually going to go to the very beginning of the story and start there and work our way through the whole Bible. No, just kidding. But in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, it says, They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Speaking of Adam and Eve, they heard the sound of the Lord God. But that, that, that word cool there is actually the Hebrew word ruach. And it means wind breath or spirit of God and the reality is that in the beginning that that Adam got to walk with God in the spirit thank you Jesus we're just going to talk about the breath of God for for a few minutes and then we're gonna we're gonna see what God wants to do in here tonight in Genesis that was Genesis 3 in Genesis chapter 2 it says this And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed. Say breathed. Breathed Breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Say life. Life. And man became a living being. God breathed. Remember ruach, wind, 
Say wind. Breath. Say breath. Or spirit of God. And in the beginning, God for man of the dust of the earth, and then, and then he breathed the breath of life into him. How many people know that it wasn't just a breath as in you and I exhaling? It, it released life because it had the spirit of life on it. Amen? That God actually breathed his spirit into man. Thank you, Jesus. Into the dust and created man. How many people know that, that, that even one breath of God, that in that moment, that God didn't just create a man, that God created mankind? I've been saying it all weekend, but we have the tendency to think in moments, but God thinks in momentum. That one breath of God doesn't just stop at this moment. That when God touches you, it keeps going. That God can touch you here tonight and it won't just change your night, it'll change your week. It'll change your year. That one moment, one touch, one breath of God will change your whole life. (laughs) And not only that, but if your life gets changed, your spouse's life will get changed. Some people are like, come on, Jesus. In fact, one moment in God has the ability to impact and affect generations. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Wow. Thank you, Jesus. And God, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the earth. And we're talking about not being experts, but being childlike, being surrendered, not having to be perfect, not having to have it all figured out. Let me ask you, that before God breathed on the dust that became Adam, how qualified do you think the dust was? (laughs) Do you think God went on the the hunt, on the search for the perfect, well-behaved dust? And he searched to and fro looking for the perfect dirt. The perfect dust that hadn't made any mistakes and got it all right. He's like, where is the dust that's memorized the most scripture verses? Where is the dust that prays at least four hours every day? Where is the dust that's, that's perfect and blameless that's got it all figured out? Where is that? Oh, there it is. Here's the one speck of dust that I can use. No, that's not how it started. He took dust. Say dust. He took the most simplest, the most base thing, and he gathered dust. Uh, somebody say, it's not about me. That He took the dust of the earth, but in, but in the nature of his goodness. And in his capacity, not the capacity of the dust, in his nature, in his capacity, he breathed the breath of life on it. Come on, thank you, Jesus. I believe, I believe that the Father wants to breathe on us here tonight. Oh, <laughs> how good is God? <laughs> Even better than we think. Do you know that He's He is so good that He didn't even breathe on us just once. <laughs> That he 
breathed on us twice. How do you know that? Because you're born again. <laughs> In John chapter 3, says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God. No one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now listen, <laughs> we just like, we know the story, so we instantly go to like, oh, Nicodemus is talking about being born again. No, listen to the question. He says, <clears throat> Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs. Oh, it's quiet. <clears throat> no one can do these signs you do unless God is with him. The question was, the question was being with God. Well, I thought that was a good point. <laughs> the question is, God is with you. How is this possible? How are you doing this? How do I learn from what you're doing? How do I receive what you're doing? Because I want to be with God too. Anybody want to be with God? And Jesus answered that question with this answer. And Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he asks about coming from the mother's womb, and Jesus answers that in verse 5. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit do not marvel that i said to you you must be born again or receive another breath receive a fresh renewing breath huh. and maybe maybe you're maybe you're in here tonight and you're like i feel like dust i feel like dirt i say perfect you're qualified <laughs> <laughs> maybe you feel like your life is all messed up well i tell you adam started from dirt and jesus said this dirt is qualified what if it's really not about us it's about him do not marvel they said to you you must be born again the next verse, the wind blows. Huh. Wind, breath, Spirit of God. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Wow. I believe that... Whew, I can feel... <laughs> I can feel that. There is a renewing... Wow. Wow. There's a renewing that God is, is doing in the spirit, in the atmosphere, in his presence. How many people know that God is spirit and that God is here? Amen. And God is, God is here in the room, not because I'm here, but because you're here. <laughs> Tim's excited about that. <laughs> God's here because you're here. How many people believe that's true? About 12. Okay. The, God's here because you're here and He's a good Father. And hunger never goes unnoticed in the kingdom of heaven. 
It's not in the capacity of God to walk past hunger and not take notice. He can't do it because he's a good father. That it is impossible for Jesus to look at a room of 300 hungry people. People who gave up their Sunday evening to come. People that drove from far away to come because they want more of God. How many people came tonight because you want more of God? 300 people all just put their hands up saying, I want more of God. Guess where God wants to be? He's a good father. (laughs) I've only got three children at home and I can't wait to get back there. He's got 300 in this room. Again, I thought it was a good point. Well done. You're doing good. Keep going. Preach on, preacher. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, thank you, Jesus. How, how many people know that, that three times Paul tells the Corinthians, don't you know that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> wow. That when, that when God breathed on you, His intention wasn't just to make bone. And muscle and synapses. That when God breathed, He saw a temple. That He that He saw a place where His presence is to dwell. And how many people know that in in the, <laughs> in Second Chronicles, when Solomon, when that when they brought the ark to the temple, the presence of God fell on that place. To the point where the priests couldn't finish their work. When the ark, his presence, came to the temple. Ooh. I'm starting to get Holy Ghost bumps. (laughs) When his ark (laughs) came to the temple. (laughs) That's the Old Testament. How many people know that, that the Old Testament is a type and shadow of the life in the new covenant. Wow. And in the new covenant, who's the temple? I'm going to read one more, one more passage of scripture and then we're going to invite God to breathe on us. If I can, if I can get that far. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Wow, in fact, I think he's here already. <laughs> well, I know he's here already. He's breathe, He's starting to breathe already. Do you know, one, one, thing, one thing I've discovered through the years about the goodness of this father is that he loves his children so much, he often can't wait till the end. I've also realized he's not that impressed with what I have to say. <laughs> he's like, would you finish already so I can move? Hey! <laughs> Whoa! Shut up, Akedini! But I feel, I feel it so strong. Can you just put your hands out? Wow. But, <laughs> but the hand is just the type and the shadow. I really want you to open your hearts. Wow. Cause the goodness of the Father is just breathing. 
over us right now in Jesus' name. Whoa, hey, wind of God come. Wind of refreshing come. Father, in Jesus' name, wind of refreshing come. And fill, fill, fill. Fill, 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 <laughs> fill your your children. Wow, fill your temples, Father, in Jesus' name. Whoa, thank you, Father. More fill, <laughs> fill, fill. Wow, just tell him, Jesus, here I am. I'm at least as good as dust. <laughs> so I ask you to breathe on me. Wow. With your with your fatherly breath of life. Wow. Yeah, there it is. I can feel it. I can feel it starting to come. Whoa. How? I can feel it starting to come. I could feel I could feel the breath of the good father. Hey. Starting to come even now, and I feel him. I, I specific, I feel him touching necks with his breath right now. Wow, wow, Father, I thank you for your, that you're touching necks, and I just see the oil of his pleasure. Wow, I see it running from necks down spines. Wow, thank you, Jesus. And uh, there's somebody here that you were in uh, some form of ah, an accident. Whoa. And um, and it's affected your neck all the way down uh, your spine to your pelvis. So your pelvis and your neck have been affected. You have residue wow, left over from that. <laughs> and God's just pouring oil down it right now in Jesus' name. Well, I was just talking to to God, gentlemen, back in Austin where we're where we're planting Bethel Bethel Church in Austin, and uh, and. In one of the services, I felt God begin to come in the room like this. And I just, I mentioned uh, just only about three things. We weren't really going after healing per se, but I felt him healing necks and uh, TMJ, TMJ type symptoms. And the next week he came up to me and told me that he had been completely healed. I didn't even know that he had anything wrong. And that a, that a number of years before that, he had been hiking with his son and he tripped over a rock and fell down a cliff and went head over heels oh, down this cliff and at the bo- and then hit his head on a rock and they had a they had to evacuate evacuate him out of there and uh, he was in the hospital for a long time he had brain swelling and all this stuff and over time most of the most uh, he'd recovered from most of the things except for he had severe neck pain all the time and a jaw that would lock up on him until Jesus touched him that night. Wow. If you... I guess that's what happens when the glory cloud passes over. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> if you, if you, look, we're, we're not going to pray for you yet. I just want you to tell God, here I am. If you need God to touch your neck and your, and your back, just put a hand up and just, and just say, God, here I am. Wow, we're gonna we're gonna minister to some people in a little bit, but I actually I actually believe that God is better at His job than we are at ours. 
And I actually believe that God is so good at being God that He needs less help than we think He needs. <laughs> wow. So God, I just thank You for Your breath just coming. Well, and actually somebody, that there is actually a neck um, and migraine thing that is connected. Like a neck uh, condition and you get migraines and it's connected. Wow, thank you. And God's releasing that right now. Wow, does that make sense to anybody? Somebody in the room right now? Just wave at me if that's you. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Wow. Yeah, just put your, just put your hand on your head. <laughs> and we just say, Holy Spirit, come. Wow. Yeah, we, we release the oil of your goodness and the breath of the, fa- of the Father over you right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Wow. <laughs> I'm actually not done yet. I just got distracted. But um, I also feel God healing um, carpal tunnel type conditions. I feel the oil of His presence running. Is it, is it okay with you if, if our good Father just breathes His love over us? I feel um, carpal tunnel conditions being restored right now. Whoa. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Whew. Yeah, carpal tunnel. and um, Yeah, wow, thank you, Jesus. Wow, if that's you, just not for my sake, just lift your hand. Just say, Father, here I am. Breathe on me. Yeah, there it is. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> the in in whew, more more daddy more daddy in we are the temples of the Holy Spirit, and in Acts chapter two, there's a portion of Scripture that we know so so well. And sometimes I believe that, that one of the struggles of the kingdom is that we can become too familiar with things. One of the, one of the hurdles for us as believers is actually familiarity. That we can become so familiar with something that it actually loses its punch. It loses its impact. It loses its dynamic nature. Do you remember when you were a brand new believer? And everything was like freshly torn bread? No, just me. Uh, me and Lance. We were like, <laughs> anybody in the room can relate to that? You remember? When you were a new believer in every worship service? was like, oh, the most amazing thing. It didn't matter if they could play the guitar or sing. You're just like, I, I'm in the presence of God. I'm around people who are worshiping Jesus. It didn't matter. The Bible was just like God was breathing off of every page. No, no, no. <laughs> this message must be for next week then. Sorry about that. <laughs> I got the wrong crowd. <laughs> Come on, give me a wave if you can relate to what I'm talking about. You remember that, that freshly torn bread. I believe that God can breathe the breath of life on the Word again. And make it fresh and make it new. Acts chapter 2, let God breathe on it and make it new. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. 
Remember in the, from the beginning, the wind, the breath, the Spirit of God. It is all, it's all one thing. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And, there, and then, <clears throat> then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow. Now, I want to ask you this, that our good Father, knowing that the, that the image, <clears throat> uh, the Old Testament was type and shadow of, of the relationship, the new covenant that was to come, that, that the Holy Spirit filling the temple with Solomon was a picture of what God wants to do with each and every one of us. <laughs> but I want to ask you this, that did, did the apostles, did they have, because there's imagery there, because a wind came and tongues of fire, did God intend for them to have a greater encounter than He intended for you to have? Or did He put the imagery there so that we could read that and go, Oh, this is what you have for me. That you want to fill me with your Spirit. Father, I thank you that you're not looking for experts. You're looking for children. Wow. If you want to be more more surrendered, more childlike in the presence of your good Father, can you just put your hand on your heart and just say, Jesus, here I am. I come and surrender, and I come into your grace, and I come into your joy. Doesn't the Bible tell us that in His presence is fullness of joy? The Bible doesn't say He's a grumpy father. (laughs) Hey, ho, hey, ho. It's hey, it says he's a good father. Woo! Wow! Thank you, Father. There it is. Hey! Wow! Wow, can we have somebody on the um, guitar or the keyboard just just come up and, and just help us just invite the wind, the breath, the Spirit of God, the breath of our good Father, just to begin to move in the room. That we had a time on, I think it was Friday morning during the healing school here, where worship broke out in this amazing way, and you could literally feel the wind of God. Like if you if you if you stopped, if you paid attention, and and Pete came to me, he's like, put your hands up in the air, and I was on my chair, and I was like thinking about what I was going to say, and I, you know, I was having a good time with God, but sometimes, sometimes God is present. In a particular way, we just need to learn how to turn our focus to what's already there. And he said, put your hands up in the air. What do you feel? And I put my hands up. I went, whoa, the wind of God is here. It's swirling in the room. How many people think that if God can breathe on dust and create life, he could breathe on us tonight? Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here right now. 
Yeah, Father, I thank you that your goodness. <laughs> another way, another way to phrase it is perfect love. That perfect love casts out all fear. So, Father, I thank you for the breath of your love, the breath of your embrace coming and and casting out fear. Yeah, thank you, God. If you want to be more childlike in the presence of your Father, I'm just going to invite you to stand your feet. But when you do, I'm not asking you to stand as an expert. I'm not asking you to, to stand as one who has to be mature, that has to have it figured out. I'm asking you to stand as a child. If that's you, I want you to stand to your feet right now.